your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everyone, welcome to this late night Thursday episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. I apologize for my voice right now. I have no idea um, what has gone on with my voice um, the last couple of days, but um, this is, I, I guess I just have a frog in my throat or something like that. But today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, right with the prices, all the parts a car will ever need. You can visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I've been watching some of the game tonight, but um, I'm actually kind of glad for once that um, I'm recording late at night because Elliot Friedman just dropped this quickie blog, um, just going around the league a little bit, talking about some stuff. Um, one of them was about Jack Eichel. None of them was about Brady Kachuk in those negotiations. Quinn Hughes and Elias Peterson. Um, something on Toronto. There's Tomas Hurdle trade stuff. Sounds like Phil Kessel might be on the move towards the start of the season. But at the very end, um, this ties into what I discussed on the podcast yesterday. And, you know, it looks like I may potentially be right, but let's see what happens. So Elliot says in his final point, a couple clubs have indicated that they were expecting Tyler Bozak's decision on where to play in the next few days. The 764-game veteran has a couple of options where he wants to go. I'm wondering if one of them is the Penguins with both Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin um, out to start the season. Again, I can't say I told some of you about this. This is exactly what I touched on in yesterday's episode of this podcast. It makes too much sense. You can sign him for cheap, and I'm sure that he will play a hell of a lot better this year than he, he did the last year with the Blues. I mean, he only had, what, five, six goals, played in 31 games the year before that, was a 12-13 goal scorer. His underlying numbers were a lot better. That's probably the Tyler Bozak that you will get um, for this season with the Penguins compared to last season where he was banged up um, and just, you know, he didn't look like the same player. But he's also 50% or better on faceoffs. Basically every year for his career, and I touched on this in my episode yesterday as well. I think faceoffs are still one of the more underrated aspects uh, when it comes to the sport of hockey. I know some people think they're not a big deal; they they think they're overrated. Um, I disagree with those completely. I think that can change um, the outcome of the game in an instant. I mean, we've seen this team scored on so many times just by losing a draw, the puck going back to the point it's fired from there and it's either tipped in or, you know, the goalie doesn't see it and it's not tipped in at all and it's still in the back of their net. So, um, I will always, excuse me, die on the hill that face-offs are so important. Having a guy like Bozak there to take some key draws, that's really big. Yes, I think he has fine PK ability. He's good even strength. Um, it, it makes a lot of sense. So I'm not surprised in the slightest that he is linked to the Penguins and that he may be signing with them in the next few days. I'm not really sure what other teams are in on him. It doesn't sound like he has too many suitors, but um, if, if the fit is there money-wise, uh, I could 100% see Ron Hextall giving him um, a small contract. It, it would probably be... I think a one-year deal because next season they're going to have a lot of, I guess, I shouldn't say interesting decisions, a lot of hard decisions when it comes to the cap. I mean, obviously you'll have Chris Letang and Evgeny Malkin locked up before the start of free agency, but guess where the cap is going to hit the market. Brian Russ is going to hit the market. 
Um, Zach Ash and Reese, I believe, is going to hit the market as well. So th- they have a lot of very tough decisions to make next summer. I think Jeff Carter is up after this season. So that's just that's another player into that really tricky wrinkle that's going to take place next season. And, you know, speaking of Ron Hextall, um, I've seen a lot of people kind of going at him for the Sidney Crosby situation and just saying, well, well you know, I, I would fire him right now. He hasn't done a thing. It's like, yeah, well, let's just fire him seven months into the job when Jim Rutherford did way worse for two straight years and wasn't fired at all. So um, they are not going to fire Ron Hextall, and he really should not be fired. I think he's done a better job than Jim Rutherford had the previous year to year and a half. I saw some takes that people were saying that, you know, the Tanev to McGinn move was not that good. I disagree on that. I mean, I, I'm going to miss Brandon Tanev a lot, but I think McGinn has a much more higher offensive upside. I understand having some doubts on Danton Heinen, but again, I think he's going to really surprise some people too. Yeah, I get it. The, the Jared McCann situation was not handled properly. I would have protected him. Um, they're able to get Philip Hollander back, which who I think he has the potential, I think, to make this team out of camp. I was having this discussion with King Clarkie in my DMs on Wednesday, and we were talking about how there's honestly right now with Sid and Gino out to start the season, you're probably looking at at least two to three roster spots that are up for grabs, right? I mean, that fourth line center spot, who's going to get that? I mean, that 12th, 13th, that 12th forward, I mean, who's going to be that last winger into the lineup? I mean, that's... That, that's going to be big as well defensively, obviously, you know, who's going to get that number six defensive job. But, you know, Hollander is definitely going to be in the mix, I think, to steal a roster spot, excuse me, from one of these players, Sam Poulin, as well. You know, it, it's something that we really haven't had uh, to deal with uh, with this team for at least a few years now, you know, usually the Penguins, you know, when they go into training camp, you know who's going to get their spots. You know, the prospects are never really there for that long. The only one that I can remember that stole a spot out of camp was, it's. I think it's two players. John Marino, when he burst onto the scene and just played his tail off in training camp in the preseason, easy decision for Jim Rutherford. They traded Eric Branson. And then the other one was Daniel Sprong. You know, I, I know they kind of bungled that situation with the nine games thing, but I mean, he definitely deserved to make that team out of camp with how good he was during that and the preseason. But those are the only two that I can really remember off the top of my head. You know, maybe Philip Hollander does that same thing that's wrong. You know, we'll have to see how some of these young guys do in camp. But, you know, just, just seeing all these weird takes about, you know, they should fire Hextall. He's not even doing anything to make the team better. You know, at least Jim Rutherford tried to make the team better. It's just like... That's ridiculous. I mean, if anything, Jim Rutherford, you know, in his attempt, in quotation marks, to make the team better, he made them worse. I mean, I would much rather have this guy at the helm right now than Jim Rutherford. I mean, it's not even close. Now, the people that are saying to fire on Hextall, just stop. These hot takes that I'm seeing with the team are ridiculous. Again, I understand that people are upset. I am too, that the Sidney Crosby situation was probably not handled in the best way. You know, his comments on it, or a bit troubling, you know, he probably should have had this in August, mid-August, but also sounds like, you know, this was agreed upon in like not even the last week, if I'm not mistaken, but you, you probably still should have known that um, probably a month ago or something like that. But just seeing all these takes, you know, people just got to jump back from the ledger a little bit. Yes, I understand that if this would be a really good situation to have Jared McCann. Trust me, I would love to have him on this team right now. I was never in favor 
of not having him be on the team. He should have been protected. But you know what? That's not the reality that we're in right now. We have to focus on what this team is going to look like and what's going to happen with training camp. And, you know, all indications are hopefully that they may be signing Tyler Bozak in the next few days. And just to wrap up this whole segment, that would be a good move from Hextall. I trust Tyler Bozak, even though he's 35 years old, a heck of a lot more than someone like Brian Boyle, who did not even play last season. And, you know, I know he's had his fair share of stuff that has happened with his career. You know, remember, you know, he had that hat trick on hat trick, excuse me, on hockey fights cancer night. Actually, it was against the Penguins, which is that's just it was an incredible story that he had a hat trick during that game. But still, at this point, I would much rather have someone who played in some games last season and, and struggled a bit um, over someone who did not even play last season and, and has been struggling for the last couple of years overall. I mean, this was only Tyler Bozak's first not-so-good season in the league. So those are my thoughts on that. We'll have to see if Hextall inks him to a deal. What I'm guessing a deal would look like, you're probably going to see a one-year deal for a couple million. They don't have a lot of salary cap space. I mean... You know, obviously they can put Malkin on IR to start the season, but what happens after you bring him back, right? You have to be cap compliant. This contract is going to have to be a bargain. Probably again, one year, one point something million, two million at the most if they have that space. I don't even think they do have two million in salary cap space, but that's why I think you're looking at. I don't think it's going to be a two to three year deal. I just, I can't see Hextall committing to that. I mean, Teddy Bluger's on your team next year. I mean, maybe you see him as the replacement for Jeff Carter, but I mean, could Jeff Carter maybe come back after next season? That's a possibility as well. You have Sid and Gino that are obviously going to be back um, after this season as well. So we'll have to see. But my prediction, if he signed one year, um, one to two million at the most. But now, before we do get to my Team USA roster, and yes, that includes Jake Gensel, so we're going to tie in some Penguins talk with that. Um, we have to touch on a couple of things, one of them being rockauto.com. Why should you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? It is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer. If everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto part needs. You can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car truck. And you can write locked on in their how do you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, why below prices, all the parts you will ever need. That is rockauto.com. We also cannot forget about direct TV stream. Um, does this sound familiar to you all? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and last but not least, you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. One more time, that's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, so we're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. My fantasy team is just 
I don't know why I took Zeke Elliott in my draft. That was just probably a really stupid decision, but it looks like, I mean, this game has actually been a lot of fun. Um, It's nice seeing Dak Prescott back playing healthy after that really ugly injury um, that we saw um, last season from him. Anyways, going into my Team USA roster for what I would do, um, in case anyone um, somehow missed it, um, all the NHL players are officially going to the Olympics unless the league opts out. I think there's a few dates where they can unless COVID is just way too dangerous over in China. But, you know, for the first time since 2014, it looks like we will be getting NHL players um, in the Olympics, which is just... You know, I know that there's some weird takes out there for some people that say, well, you know, the, the Olympics is all about like, you know, the underdogs and stuff like that. It's like, okay, yeah, I understand you watch Miracle on Ice from 1980, but um, this is not that anymore. I'm pretty sure 90% of the people want to see all of the NHL players there. You know, I don't want to watch a bunch of 18, 19 year old kids uh, that have like five goals career in the NHL battle Russia and Canada. It's not the same. You want to see the best on best doing, and it also means. Um, a hell of a lot to the players. I mean, that that, that was the, the matter of the situation. Um, they wanted to go. They made everyone negotiate, and that's the end of that. So um, getting to my Team USA roster, on the top line, I would have Kyle Connor, Austin Matthews. No, he is not on Team Canada, as I said a long time ago, and Patrick Kane. I mean, that's a pretty filthy line. Austin Matthews, obviously, is your top line center. Patrick Kane is one of your best wingers, and then Kyle Connor is one of the best pure goal scorers in the league. So I think that's your top line. I think on the second line, uh, Jack Eichel is your number two center. Brock Besser is your number two right winger. And I would have Jake Gens on the top six. Um, he's one of the five best pure goal scorers in the league. Um, if he's not getting top six minutes on this team, I think Mike Sullivan is doing it a bit wrong. But it's also not really Sullivan that I'm worried about. It's probably Stan Bowman that I think is going to screw this up royally just because he's such a moron at this point. I do not trust that guy at all. I mean, I think Stan Bowman is a complete and utter idiot. Um, and he's proved that time and time again these last few years. I mean, that Seth Jones contract is a joke. That Panarin trade um, just is horrifically bad. Um, and is, didn't this guy give out a no-trade clause to Brian Bickle or something like that? And then the Brent Seabook contract was so bad. I just don't trust him at all. Going back to my lineup, though, uh, Johnny Goudreau as my third-line left winger, uh, JT Miller as my third-line center, and Matthew Kachuk as your third-line left winger. I mean, that's that's a filthy third-line right there. I mean, Matthew Kachuk is going to drive everyone crazy um, in that competition. I mean, we, we all know what he can do on a nightly basis. It's going to be so much fun to watch. I think for your fourth-line, Dylan Larkin as your number four center, Max Pacioretty on there as well with Brady Kachuk. Um, I can see um, people wanting um, Jack Hughes on that team and definitely Alex Rinkit. I mean, you could probably take out... Maybe Brady Kachuk can put Dabrinkit on there considering how good of a goal scorer he is as well. Or you can maybe take Pacioretty out and put Jack Hughes on there. I I do think Hughes is going to be really good. He has a better supporting cast this year with New Jersey. But over those players that I mentioned, I'm not sure that I would put him on there. That's just my opinion. Um, Now... You could you definitely argue for Hughes to be on there? Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, he was really good for New Jersey last year, and this could be the big breakout um, this season for him. But as of right now, he would not be in my top twelve. And oh yeah, TJ Oshie's not my top twelve either. I mean, I know a lot of Capitals fans. Some other people are going to be like, "Well, you know, what about the shootout?" It's like, okay, 
but whatever. I, I would trust a lot of these other players. Hint, hint, like Patrick Kane in the shootout. Heck, just shoot him six times. I don't think a goalie in the world is stopping him three of those times. I, I think he scores on at least half of those attempts. Um, he's always been one of the best shootout players. Matthews can do some damage too. Jake Ensel's very slick with his moves. Jack Eichel as well. Um, TJ Oshie should probably be an extra on this team, but I am not playing him on an every night basis for Team USA. That's just not happening for me. Um, defensively, Adam Fox, Charlie McAvoy as your top pairing. That's disgusting. I mean, <laughs> those are two of the top, well, easily two of the top five. I, you can make the argument that they are two of the top three defensemen in this game, especially Adam Fox. I mean, he obviously he won the Norris this past year. I think he's easily a top three defenseman at this point, you know, with Victor Hedman, Kale McCarr out there as well. But obviously, he's going to be on Team Canada. Um, but that is a disgusting top pairing. You know, there's not a lot of other countries that can stack up to that. You know, obviously, Sweden can. You know, they can put out Victor Hedman on there and Eric Carlson. If he's back to the Eric Carlson that we all know and love, though, that's probably a bit doubtful at this point. You know, Canada, they can do whatever they want as well. Uh, Jacob Slavin and Quinn Hughes, I think that's going to be. A great pairing, especially if Quinn Hughes gets back to the level that we saw um, in 2019-20. He was not good this past year, but you know I think that's probably a bit of, a, um, of an, an anomaly, excuse me, with where he's going to be for most of his career. I just I don't think you're going to see that level of play from him moving forward. And then the last pairing, uh, Zach Wrenski and John Carlson. You know, um, as much as I harp on John Carlson not being good defensively, he is still one of the best pure offensive defensemen in the league, and you need that. On your blue, and especially with you know how Mike Sullivan wants this team to play, it's very up tempo. Carlson fits that to a T. He will be in the top four um, for this defensive corps. And then Connor Hellebuck and Gold John Gibson probably backing him up. Um, Hellebuck, man, that, that, that's going to be fun. I think Team USA will honestly have the best goalie in this competition. No cap. I, I am not capping at all with that statement. I think he is. Probably the best goaltender in the world. Andre Vasilevsky, it's it's kind of like a 1A, 1B situation with him. You know, both of them, um, they're the two best. You know, you can pick and choose one. Um, but, you know, Hellebuck is going to do a lot of damage for this USA team. They, they definitely will have the better goalie when they play Canada because I'm sure Canada is going to start Carey Price. I would take Connor Hellebuck over him in a big game. Sorry, that, that that's just how I will be. But, you know, this is shaping up for the USA to have their best Olympic roster in probably at least a decade, I would think. I mean, if not more. I mean, there is so much great young talent to choose from. Um, you know, again, you know, Kyle Connor, Austin Matthews, Patrick Kane, Jake Gensel, Jack Eichel, you know, Dylan Larkin, Max Pacioretty, the Kachuk brothers, Adam Fox, Charlie McAvoy. I mean, most of these players were not even available to the U.S., in the last Olympics, that is how good their developmental programs have been um, since then. You know, they've brought up some damn good players, and I think this team should easily medal in the Olympics. I don't think that they're going to get gold. I think that's Canada's to lose. But right now, in my opinion, I think the U.S. has the second or third best roster um, in the Olympics because you know, even, I know Sweden and Finland also looks really good. You know, I was actually talking about this with King Clarkie. You know, they can put out. Um, you know, Sweden especially, they can put out, you know, Pedersen, Zabanajad, and Nylander, Gabriel Landeskog, Nicholas Bastion, Philip Forsberg, Ricard Raquel, William Carlson, Victor Arvidsson, Nyquist, Lindholm, Silverberg, Hedman, and Klingberg on your top pair. You know, we can put Carlson up there. Dahlin is there. 
Um, Hampus Lindholm, at, uh, Matias Ekholm, Jacob Markstrom, and Robin Leonard there. I mean, that's just, I'm sorry. Like, th- th- that is a nasty team. And, you know, Canada obviously is going to be great as well. Finland, too. Miko Rantanen, Barkov, and Lane, Taravainen, Aho, Kapanen, Kako, Donskoy, Rupo Hintz, Grandland, um, Kaki Niemi maybe even on that team. There's going to be a lot of damn good teams in this competition, and I cannot wait to see how this all unfolds. I'm just, I'm definitely excited for Jake Ensel to make this team, and I will say this as well, everyone. I think Brian Russ has an outside shot to make Team USA. Do I think he makes it? Probably leaning a bit no, but with how he's played the last couple of seasons and how consistent he's been with almost being a 30-goal scorer two seasons in a row, I think Mike Sullivan will campaign hard for him to be on that team to Stan Bowman, and you know we'll see if he potentially gets on that team. I think I would be a bit surprised if he did, but you know it makes sense with how he has played uh, the last couple of years, I'll say that. But okay, that wraps up the second segment for the show. Coming up in the last segment, we're going to touch on some third jersey talk and when I think that announcement is going to be coming and what I think the jersey is going to be. Before we do that, it is time to talk about Bet online at that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at Bet Online. You can head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100%. Welcome bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. That has been online, your online sportsbook experts with the promo code locked on. We also cannot forget, lastly, about everyone's favorite protein bar, which is Built Bar. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the flavors, of course, you're always missing out with cookies and cream, my personal favorite. The German chocolate, which I think is my second favorite. Orange is in my top five as well. Double chocolate is really good. That's actually my girlfriend's favorite one. And mint brownies, of course. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Most of them have 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. You can go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built. Com. All right, so we're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Again, everyone, I am so sorry for my voice for today's episode. I have no idea what happened these last couple of days. My voice has just really gone to the crapper. But anyways, getting back to the third jersey talk, um, this is probably going to be announced, I'm guessing, any day now. I mean, they had that huge clearance sale on those pure yellow jerseys which they wore in the playoffs. And I know a lot of people hated it. I mean, I, I didn't really care for it because I knew they were trying something new. Um, but, you know, a training camp only a couple weeks away, you got to think that they're going to be announcing these um, very shortly. Um, I have not heard on what, what it is. I, I don't know. Um, if I had to guess, you could see a form of the Robo Penguin coming back or maybe the, all, the full black version of the Diagonal Pittsburgh. You know, maybe they'll bring... That jersey back, I'm not sure, um, but I have not heard anything on what jersey it's going to be. All I've you know heard whispers about is that the announcement is coming 
really soon. But I would love if they did bring back that Robo Penguin, I mean, the black one at least, that Sidney Crosby was wearing in that bar down picture. Um, I believe I tweeted it out on the Locked On Penguins Twitter account and on my account. It's just that we've been needing to bring that jersey back for a long time. And yes, I understand someone in the Locked On Penguins Twitter mentions, I'm trying to find you right now. Don't worry, I have not forgot about you. I'm just going to um, that Twitter page right now. I really hope that jersey comes back because, uh, yeah, uh, Pen67, if they bring back the... Um, the Black Robo Penguin, um, you will be the first one to be added on Locked on Penguins Twitter account, and I will get your account fully ratioed. Okay, I'm probably just joking on the last part, but um, I am just so in favor of this. I mean, it looks so beautiful on Sid's. Uh, I know it's Photoshop, but it looks so beautiful on him. Just the logo is so gorgeous. I mean, just everything about it is amazing. I I'm sorry. I, I, I can't not like it, and... I will have basically achieved everything from being a fan of this organization if they were to bring that jersey back, or even the diagonal Pittsburgh one. You know, I know the reverse retro one was not liked by some. I, I personally warmed up to it um, a little bit, but I would love if they brought this one back because a lot of people have been pushing for this one for a long time, and this jersey would sell out in an instant. I think there's another throwback one they they might be wearing a couple times this season. I think it's going to be one. From well, from what I've been told from a couple people, it might be one from their inaugural season, their first ever season, those blue jerseys that they had. Don't take that to the bank. If I'm wrong, please don't come for me. But um, I think they might be wearing that a couple times this season. They're like making kind of like a refurbished jersey um, from the first season that Pittsburgh uh, was an NHL team, and that was a blue jersey. I think that blue is fine to wear, you know, as long as it's not like that stupid winter classic jersey or those those other blue jerseys that they wore after that. I I will always hate those jerseys. I mean, I I think all, all the jerseys that the Penguins should wear moving forward, um, black and gold, you know, like the home ones that they have right now, uh, pure beautifulness. I mean, that that's one of the top five best home jerseys in the league. Their road jerseys are even sweeter. Keep those for the rest of time. Um, but as a third jersey bring back the Robo Penguin or, you know, bring back the Pittsburgh gag. You know, those would be my top two choices. Obviously, the Robo Penguin is number one. But um, th that announcement has to be coming any time now, I would think. I don't know why they really haven't announced it yet. I guess they haven't either A, made a decision, or B, the jerseys haven't come in yet. So I guess we'll have to see on that. But I think that will do it for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I appreciate you all listening to this one. I'll do another one of these tomorrow before we do uh, three shows a week uh, next week. And then we will be back to five shows a week when training camp, training camp starts up the following week. So um, hope you all have enjoyed watching the football game tonight. Hopefully all of your fantasy teams are doing well because, you know, my Zeke pick did not look good for tonight at least. Uh, and we'll talk to you all tomorrow.